sassy Little bit crazy, little bit classy We got dreams and we got goals We're just a couple of old sassholes Hello? Let's go. Oh. oh, I didn't know what you were going to say. I can tell. <laughs> we practice. Let's start over. We, Bye. Crushed it. <laughs> um, hello. Hey. Yes, hello. Hey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a couple of Sassholes podcast. I'm Brooklyn Maple. And I am Heather Terry. And this is our time to shine. We talk about all sorts of great things. Mudas. M- Muda. I always want to know how, what you're going to say after that, because this is the intro is kind of your gig. I know it's it's my shtick. I've you been used doing to say, it. Like, it's fucked up shit, fucked up people. Da, 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 what was it? it was you. I know you know what it is. She's like, I love when she's like, "What is it?" I know she knows. Yeah, when I be, we're talking about fucked up. up, fucked up people doing fucked up shit, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. I felt like I had done it so much that I needed to like take a breather. Yeah, and, well, and I like I like the ad libs. Bring in new life. I, I do like that. To our true crime podcast, where we try to make some jokes about some not jokey topics. Uh, That that was a good one, too. That is where I landed. And there's (laughs) nothing else I can do about it. So we just had Prime Day. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to start. I I was like, I'm going to start selling feet pics to cover everything that I bought. But no, tell me what you bought. Don't joke about the feet pics thing, because I've been saying that for years to you. She has been. Literally today. I said, walk around in those shoes for a good eight days. Let me sell them. Some Asian businessmen would be very happy. The only thing I have to do is just a video of you walking in them and then your photo. I hate how much you know exactly how you would then do it. I have the plan. (laughs) My marketing strategy is foolproof and ready to roll, but you won't let me. So I'm sitting on, you're literally walking around on gold (laughs) and you won't let me do anything about it. So every time I pay my bills, I'm like, well, this would be a lot better if it was with feet money. But whatever. I agree. You are not wrong. I know. So any hooser, no, I'm not going to start my Brooklyn's Paws LLC or I can think of a good Brooklyn's Hooves. Yeah, that That's sounds so one. weird and gross. Anyway, so what did you buy on Prime Day? Okay, so I bought a lot of like odds and ends and stupid because it's so expensive to be a female. Like yes. just all the things. And then I met you and learned how to be a real one. So now I have to like buy extra, way more extra things. Mm-hmm. You can't get your makeup at a gas station. I said, I'm just kidding. I oh my God. That'd be wild if <laughs> the they did sell makeup. That you just gave no, mostly the look I gave was like, ooh, like, do they sell makeup in gas stations? Gas station makeup. We I should mean, start that. Let's start it. When I'm struggling, I definitely buy chapstick from Marathon. But <laughs> anyway, I bought an, a watch. I needed to replace my yes, watch. You Other did. than that, for the most part, I just, I too did the odds and ends. Okay, so I did buy one thing that I wanted to wait to tell you on here because you, you kept oh saying, tell God. me everything you bought. I'm like, I'm not doing that. But, okay. Did, One of the things. Okay, have you ever heard of the like the snail face stuff? I was like, why am I so fucking nervous? You were your asshole puckered. I saw it, like it barely. It did. It, I lost. I wasn't breathing. Yeah. No, I have the no idea snail, what you're talking about. Really? There's like snail facial stuff, and they have like a. It's this. It, I'm kind of grossed out in hindsight. Like there's a snail face mask thing, and they put the percentage of like snail juice that's in it. It's so. Gross, like and snail I'm, and secretion. I'm a, yeah, I'm ashamed. Let's talk about. It. I'm. I don't know why you should be it's, because sna- it's like snail jizz. Like it, not really. Not but, really. But it's more. No, I don't know. But it's like you know, like the. Ch- I used to put snake venom on my lips to make my lips. 
puffier. That used to, yeah, that used to be a thing. It was called what? Venom, was the lipstick. Snake Venom? Yeah, and it would literally have snake venom in it to make your lips more full. Writes a note to Google that. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm literally writing it down. Yeah, I, I'm seeing you. I have eyes, <laughs> and I'm to, looking right across them. <laughs> loyal listeners, because we don't have a name yeah. for them. The Sassholes, did I we mean, say for that? everybody, yeah. yeah. I know, but you know how, like, they each have one. What are the Bieber ones? I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I, I would not be the one anyway, to be able to I'm answer going, that for you. I'm going to the pet store to buy a snake after this. A so. snake. A slippery little snake. <laughs> we could also, whoever remembers that, I'm cueing anyone who remembers that. The guy that was like, I'm a snake. The YouTube video guy. Yes. Matt S- Keck. Matt, yes. Matt so Keck. Heather, I had loved that guy and she was listening to an episode with her hubby bear on a trip and literally did a, what is it called? A cameo mm-hmm. of him. And, and it is so funny and it's him talking about my anniversary and he's just so, uh, he's so funny but also terrifyingly creepy. So here's the thing. That video came out a while ago. Yeah. It, he still had, he would say, ooh, I'm a snake. I need everyone to pause us. <laughs> Go look it up. That's your homework. We'll wait. Okay. So, really, though, he has this weird hat, and he says, I'm a snake. I'm a silly little snake. And, like, he made this video. <laughs> Do you want me to play it? No. I, okay. No, because for the time, for the sake of time, follow us on a couple of Sassel's podcasts well, where it will yeah, be posted. We'll post it on Instagram. Yeah, because now we have an Instagram. Yeah. Yes, please follow us on Instagram, too. Yes. It's popping off over there. Yeah. But anywho, sir. Yeah, he said happy engagement. He talked about the podcast. Podcasts. Oh, my God. It's yeah. a thing. And, and now she, we can and finally she share. she freaked out on the lost episode. We're just going to call it the lost episode. Yeah, it's the lost episode. She freaked out on the lost episode, got real excited. I thought she was going to tear up. I was not going to tear up. He was terrifying. She cried. I did not. She weeped. I did not. Happy tears. <laughs> journaled about it. That was it. We not had a happy record. tear cry because that was a, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe that. That's the funniest shit ever. Yeah, it's awesome. It was very entertaining. The lost episode, speaking of that, we have just come to terms with that it is fully lost and she it's never gone. coming back. So I am going to repeat my story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Heather might repeat hers or she might bounce into a new one. I think I'm going to throw a new one in there. Yeah. That one, uh, it didn't hit. I think yeah. that was the universe telling us like, hey, the first part was good. So <laughs> that was one of my <laughs> stories. So yeah. I don't like to give a meh performance, if you will. So I get that. We're going to scooch on past that. And let's scooch on past. Well, as we're scooching, let's scooch into some Speaking a- of scooching. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of scooching, let's, let's do some ASMR. Let's do some of that. Let's do some ASMR. Yeah. All right. Talk to me about these snicky snacks. Okay, so Ryan O'Brien, my morning show host, actually talked about it on this food news, and I heard him talk about that Nature Valley. Was it him? I think it was Melissa. It was Melissa Awesome on WKDQ. One of the one of the because they are together. Hanukkah. Yeah, I was like, it was she was the one that mentioned it, and he said that he thought it would be good, and we were both like, Meh. now we think less of Ryan. <laughs> Because, yeah. okay, talk to me. I'll shut up and you tell me no, about it. No, you told the right story. I told the Eat Your Hollywood story. Yours was like the real one. I know, but talk to him about what it is. Okay, well, I... Because I interrupted you the first time and then continued to do so. <laughs> okay, so Nature Valley has a savory nut crunch brand mm-hmm. now. And I hate Nature Valley. I'm, this is a I personal love opinion. I love it. I, I think it's like somebody took paste and put sawdust on that it's i think it's delicious i think it is a treat if the calories weren't as high as they were so the thing about nature valley granola bars right so those are the flat ones that are two of them that are thin and they basically create a complete and utter devastation of anything near you while you eat it it's really meant for just like trail mix 
actual hiking. It is meant, it is a high calorie, sustainable carbohydrate that is meant to get you on top of a mountain and back off of it. Is it, is, do the rodents follow you up the mountain so you can feel like Snow White? Because all of the, the crumbs Hand just me fall. one. I want to see. Okay. So we're going to do, there's three flavors that just so came So we're going to try different flavors at different times so that we don't take six hours. Okay. Yeah, let me tell them what they are. <laughs> we can do uh, the everything bagel one, the white cheddar and the smoky barbecue. And I'm going to put them down here and then you pick a hand. I don't care. Left hand. Oh, well, I'm cheating then. You have that one. Okay. I got the everything bagel. Okay. And we'll both do cheddar at the same time because I have smoky barbecue. Do you like barbecue? Do you like everything bagel? No. I don't either. This will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they look like... What does yours oh look my, like? This is going to be fucking terrible. It's going to be terrible? It fucking smells terrible. Everywhere. Okay, wait. Sorry for chewing in the mic. No, we already warned him. Oh my God, no. Fuck What no. is it? It's bad? Okay, this barbecue one. I'm not going to lie. It smells kind of good. Hang on. Mm-mm. Oh my God. Take two bites two bites in the mic and the rest take as far away from the mic as possible. You said ASMR. That's what that is. <laughs> I know, but there's so many people who do not like that. Okay. Swap. I, I kind of like it. Do you? I kind of like it. All right, here's my thoughts on mine. Everything bagel seasoning is aggressive to me, organically. It's not good to me. I don't know. My taste buds might be a little off today, too, but I I like these too much as being a sweet thing. I'm struggling with the savory. I don't hate the bagel one, but I don't like it. The barbecue is kind of in your face. I hate this so fucking bad. Really? Is it because your brain thinks that it's going to be sweet i'm so fucking grossed out well we're doing a cheddar one so you're so, you look utterly disgusted i'm dismayed you <laughs> it's oh my god here take this cheddar one i'm actually oh. hungry can i get a little more than that nibble this is the one i'm expecting to be the best so okay well it, it smells like cheddar it's Ooh. just not right how's that it's just not right it's like biting into an oreo and you're looking for the sweet treat and inside of it it's a piece of sausage and cheese <laughs> it's just it's not right Okay, no. Well, no. I don't no. Think, I don't think I would eat this again. I'm never putting this in my mouth again. She never said that before. I have totally said that before. <laughs> okay, I kind of like the barbecue. I'm not going to lie to you. Man, I moved and just hit the mic, and Jordan has been telling us to stop fucking touching the mic, and I just turned <laughs> to not chew into the mic, and I just bonked it, and I know he's oh. going to yell at me. That was your face, too. You look like you got caught stealing out of your mom's purse. Mm-hmm. You're like, ooh. <laughs> My favorite is the cheddar. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you can have them. Cool. I would I would eat the cheddar. I think I like the barbecue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't seek it out, but if someone was like, hey, you're hungry. Do you want to try this? That's what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely a, oh, I think I'm going to starve to death <laughs> situation. Yeah. It's either this or like. I'm going to leave it in my purse. Yeah, usually I just have like dirty mints in the bottom of my purse that taste like perfume. Always, anything in this purse <laughs> always tastes like perfume. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, All right, guys. Well, there you go. Available. We got them at Walmart. They are already available box for three dollars. I want to know who made this choice and why. Who I made know. this choice? Why did it happen? This is um, a Rice Krispie treat that's huge from oh, that uh, chicken salad chick. Yeah. Because apparently we're like, oh, we lost weight. Let's gain it all back on this one episode. <laughs> Okay, this has got like marshmallows, Rice Krispies, chocolate chips, diabetes is mm. mixed in. I'm pretty sure that's that's basically everything. Oh my god, cocoa puffs. See, that's the reason for the season. Okay, now I'm. That was my first time going to Chicken Salad Chick. I mean, Heather. I don't think I don't think Heather had gone. No, she hadn't either. Man, it is good, good value. 
You get so much fucking food. It's the reason that we all are fucking obese. Because <laughs> you get so much food for like five dollars. Man, that's. And good then they time. also make these rice krispie treats that are like eighty-seven layers deep. Man. But it is know, worth it. I had to bust your bubble, too, when you were talking about the the uh, calories. She's like, it's only 130 calories. I was like, per serving, and there's three, and it's as big as my palm. She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Beck. Any hooser. Well, snack time's over. It is. So let's talk about our story. We were together on the 4th of July, no, as we always are. We did something together. We never hang out. And the boys went down to the lake and to do cornhole stuff. And we decided to stay back and watch murder shows because that is who we are. Yeah. And we saw this and we just had to do the story. Yeah, it, it was a good choice. And we're going to tag team it because apparently you guys liked it when we did that. So this time we're streamlining it now. Stream. Okay. Lining it. I was like, we're streamlining. We're streamlining it. Streamlining. It's it's a new term. I'm sorry that you're so uneducated (laughs) that you don't know what streamlining is. All the like the young kids that listen will know. I believe that you don't. Me too. So Heather, kick it out. Oh, kick it out. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Do we have a title? You always have a cute title. Now we're going together. I just got crumbs all over. I saw that you were laughing. On we're gonna have to get that swiffer up. We had to vacuum. Yeah. And no, I don't have a cool title. What's it called? Okay, so... I got nothing. The sources, Wikipedia, American Murder, The Family Next Door on the Netflix show was the main inspo. Yes. And then Crimes of... I listened to Crimes of Passion episode one just to hear that. So So I also uh, use the same ones as Heather, and then I use Biography in the tab in the UK. Okay, you ready to rage? Just shake your head yes, because you're eating the rage. Cool. And it's going to take everything in my being not to say Shannon. Not to type it, not to say it the whole time. Shanann Catherine Ruzek was born on January 10th, 1984 in North Carolina. While Shanann was in Pinecrest High School in Aberdeen, North Carolina, she met and started dating Leonard King, and he was a law student. So after she graduated in 2002, they got married. And whenever I hear about somebody getting married right outside of high school, it makes my palms sweat. Like when they get married right when they're eight. No, I couldn't do that. That is terrifying. Right? No. I just figured out I could open up credit cards and get lottery tickets when I was 18, not trying to get a husband. Crush life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) He eventually became a public defender, and Shanann got hired on as a store manager and auto repair shop, and she really liked that. So, unfortunately, they grew apart. They tried couples counseling a few times, but they split up. And Leonard said they didn't fight, but she straight up was just checked out of the marriage. Hmm. Yeah. Five years into it, divorce papers were filed, and apparently it was fucking ugly. So, Shanann started saving money. Like crazy from this point. And in 2009, at 25 years old, she bought some land in Belmont, North Carolina, and then she built herself a house. Damn. I know. Get it, girl. Right? I know. In May of 2010, Shanann found out she had lupus, which is a disease where the body's immune system attacks the organs, which sounds horrible. She was super active on Facebook, as you'll learn, and she posted saying that she was suffering also from fibromyalgia, thyroid issues, celiac, migraines, and something called Sjogren's syndrome. I don't know what that is. Basically, her health was fucked. Yeah. This was a very dark point in her life, too, and she was always worn out and she felt isolated because she couldn't go do anything with anybody, and people started less and less inviting her because she... Yeah, and she lives on a plot of land by herself. Yeah. Once you say no so many times, people are just like, okay, I'm done inviting you. (laughs) You're like, cool. I remember when you used to win the hand. Right. A few months later, a friend request came in, and it was Chris Watts, who was a 25-year-old good-looking dude. And so, of course, she's like, "Mm." okay. Yeah. He was a little fluffy. (laughs) She didn't think anything was going to come of it, though, because she got a lot of requests. But So she added him anyway. 
So Christopher Lee Watts was born on May 16, 1985 in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And everyone said he was smart, respectful, clean cut, and your normal American guy. After high school, Chris followed in his father's lead and got an auto mechanic job at Ford dealership. Shanann was Facebook friends with his cousin's wife, so he came up as like a suggested friend. And so that's why she was like, okay. He was kind of shy with women in real life, but he decided he thought she was hot, so he added her. He was shooting a shot. Mm. Mm-hmm. He slid into her DMs, and she was like, <laughs> okay, after chatting a bit, I'll go out with you. They met for the first time, and she was legit unimpressed. She said he didn't take it. She felt like he didn't take it seriously. He was very underdressed, and all of that just pissed her off, mm-hmm. like and annoyed her. Regardless, she was like, I'll go out with you again. So she went out with him a few more times. He took her to the beach one day, a few dates in, and she started feeling ill because of her lupus. And he was like, oh, it's fine. We'll go home. And on the way home, it was like two hours away. And he he let her lay her head in his lap and, like, nurtured her because she was feeling sick. And then she started to fall for him then. I'm not rolling my eyes. Good. <laughs> Good. I thought it was sweet. <laughs> She's like, I didn't really care for him in any way, shape, or form in any scenario of anything, but yeah. he let me lay my head in his lap near his penis, <laughs> and he stroked my head, and that nursed me back to health. Fuck that. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Next. I no. love you. God. <laughs> Shanann said that she kept trying to push him away and had to cancel a lot at the last minute because of her health issues, but he stuck around. And they started talking marriage after only a few months. Don't we all? (laughs) No. God, no. (laughs) They wanted their parents to meet and invited them both over, or all of them over. Her parents were elated, and his parents were like, "Mm, no, fuck her and fuck this. It was implied a lot that his mom was like, who's this new woman? And she wasn't really used to him having a girlfriend either, so she kind of felt like she was getting replaced. Sounds like a psycho mother. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Sounds like the beginning. He's a fucking grown ass. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, embarrassed. I was kind of embarrassed. I'm cringed. I'm cringing. <laughs> what, do, what, are they, what do the kids say? That's cringe. I have no idea, but I'm cringing. <laughs> They're streamlined. Okay. She kept running her mouth at the cookout, and Shanann's mom even heard her, and they, she, she was talking shit about her being divorced. And she's like, oh, he does, she doesn't really love him. Like, his mom was just straight up to her mom talking shit about her kid. Yeah, I know. And their relationship did not improve, and they didn't like each other. The, it sounds like it. Yeah. I am cringing still. I know. Shanana said Chris wasn't the person she expected to fall in love with, which is kind of a weird... Uh, a passive-aggressive slap at Chris. Yeah. I mean, no one's... You don't handpick who you're going to fall in love with, but you also don't... That sounds very slight, like slighting comment. Like, a hundred percent. Is that what it is? Slight? Sounds like a it's, slight... That sounds right to me. Sure. Let's run with it. We'll go with that. Sounds like a slight. (laughs) Everyone's like, it's not, that's not right. I'll get text messages and send messages about it. Next week. Look forward to hearing it. I like that I can just fly by the seat of my pants because we get corrected and it's fine. I learn. This is how I learn. Yeah. So. (laughs) Eight months in, in April of 2011, Shanann started posting her favorite engagement rings on her Facebook page because Homegirl lived for social media and posted anything and everything all the time several times a day so she started picking out rings she liked and posting them i am not victim shaming but i didn't really care for shenan and i don't mean to be a horrible person but i utterly cannot stand yeah how much she posted i thought it was obnoxious i thought it implied that she was the most important being in the world it was at a time where they're 
were influencers and she wasn't doing it for work. She was just doing it to aggressively overshare. Yeah, she definitely started out oversharing. A hundred percent. And I'm just going to like insert something that I had I had looked up because I was just so utterly annoyed with everything that was her and her posting. So I had to understand, was that like an age thing? Is it that I have issues myself with fucking social media is it a facebook thing so i had to look up like what the demographic of facebook is Mm -hmm. so i could see like oh it's because of our age and no one is fucking on and why can't i find it heather just get your hand over here and come okay the majority of facebook users are between 18 and 34 i'm 35 man i'm over the cutoff the platform oh wait hold on it's followed closely though by 35 to 54 so yeah it's a younger demo whatever and there's like a significant user base that's 55 and older but really it's all that's interesting i thought it would be more middle-aged honestly because i feel like that even like my younger cousins and stuff they're like oh we don't use facebook we check it like once every three months yeah maybe i don't know i mean i'm 35 and i was the first one who was able to get on facebook before like outside of college so i hit college and because facebook was really originally only for college so wild and i i got in college the year that they opened it up to everyone so that kind of means there's a whole demographic of like so 35 from 36 to 54 Yep. They didn't have it mm-hmm. until later on in their lives. Yeah. So I don't know. And no one but, deserves to die, but she, some of her actions, we. Do find. you talk about any specific video on her Facebook? One. Which one? The one where. Which one? Just say. The one where she does the pregnancy announcement. Oh, okay. So everyone knows that she was pregnant. Yeah. There's like the, the one with that. No. So there's two <laughs> other, like there's one moment where she literally texts Chris and is like, let me know whenever you're, um, when you're going to be coming downstairs or something at the airport, I want to record the kids. So she literally is not living her normal life. Yeah. She, that was so obnoxious to me. I was like, that's creepy. Then there's another video where he is literally dressed up as Santa Claus. She is recording herself and Chris walks in. The girls kind of get freaked out. They go away and she's like, did you bring your phone? And he goes, no, I left in the garage because I came in here. And she goes, she berates him on her Facebook page. She does. Mm -hmm. She is like, it must be hard to not really think like at least one of us is thinking I have to go out to the garage and get his phone. That's so annoying. So I can take photos of the kids. And it's like, yeah, because you have to live fucking stream. Like a weirdo. Yeah, she did that quite a bit. Yeah, so she, there's a reason why she was kind of like attacked in the media for the four seconds that she was. She was doing videos like, everything I do is for my kids. It is all centered around my kids and making sure that they become great. And it was like just too much. Yeah. So too much. That's a, yeah, that too much is a good way to put it. For yes. Sure. Okay. She lived for social media, as we we said. (laughs) And then, so they got engaged that August. They tried to distance themselves from his parents. So they took a trip to Colorado, and which Brooklyn loves, and they fell in love with it, and they made plans to move there in early 2012. They both got jobs at the Ford dealership there about 30 miles north of Denver. They got jobs at the Ford dealership about 30 miles north of Denver, and it was said that people noticed that Chris was super passive and Shanann was openly aggressive and bossy as fuck with him, like Brooklyn said, too. Even the boss was like, people noticed that they thought they were happy. They just—you could tell that she was in charge. November 3rd, 2012, they went back to North Carolina to have their wedding, and Chris's family did not come. Wow. They they hated Shanann and thought—they felt like he was taking Chris away from 
them. That's yeah, so already, immature of a concept. Yeah, they already didn't like her anyway, so that didn't help. But like, my parents would not. If Travis was like, "Let's move to Colorado," they'd be like, "I'm so excited for you. That's so wonderful." Yeah, they would not be like, "He's taking you away. He's stealing you." Like, they, yeah, probably didn't help that they already didn't like. But it, it sounded like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it sounded like they wouldn't like anybody. Yeah, like no woman was going to be good enough for him. Anyway, yeah. So. They bought land in Colorado and waited for their house to be built at the same time in April of 2013. Shanann found out she was pregnant with their first child. They moved into their house in May, and Shanann started to blog and share her story. It was, you know, shocker. She shared stuff. Wow. Uh, in a blog called The Journey of Bella Marie. Shanann bought so much shit for the baby on top of their new house payment, and they fell into debt super hard and super fast. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Good thing she recorded it all in her super impressive blog, I'm sure. <laughs> right. She took out a ton of student loans, too, and she went back to school for nursing, but she didn't finish that. So on top of all that other debt. Shanann didn't trust Chris with money, and she handled all of it. He even handed her his paychecks directly to her. Like, he didn't even get it. I love how they did not even talk about this and, like— Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And they're drowning in debt. Bella was born in December of 2013. And in the fall of 2014, Shanann got knocked up again with their second daughter. And this was very difficult on her health-wise, like during that pregnancy. So Chris was like, shit. So he went out and got a job to make more money as a field coordinator for an oil company in January of 2015. This didn't work, though, and they had to file for bankruptcy shortly after that. Mm, how do they leave all this out? No. Two weeks after filing, little Cece was born. So in the middle of all of that, he switched jobs. They're going through bankruptcy. And then they're like, oh, here's another kid. That's going to help. If you're ever struggling, if you're ever not doing well in a relationship, <laughs> if your money isn't in a good place, if your career is in the tank, the best thing to do is to have another child. Yeah. That's that what I think. is how you solve and persevere. <laughs> that's right. Says two People who don't get. Yeah. We're like, yeah, that'll help. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you can prevent those. <laughs> yeah, right. They were super fucking stressed out, of course, and her parents actually came to live with them to help out for 15 months. So mm-hmm. January of 2016, Shanann started selling Thrive Vitamins through a company called Lavelle, <laughs> and she was she apparently crushed it. Did she really good for her? Uh-huh. She posted constantly. I know oh, shocked. What? 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 It's like, say it. <laughs> That's what? my favorite. Per usual on social media, and it was the basic MLM, so, you know, recruit, get three friends, and we can make this much money, all that. It was that kind of thing. Right. She included, like, she made it as a brand for her, so she did included Chris and the kids in all of that. Yeah. And posted several times a day, which Chris did it for her, but he looks, as you notice in the videos they showed, he looks very stiff and rehearsed, and She's like, like he doesn't want to do it. And you can tell he's just like, ha, ha, hey, like, and he does it. But yeah, he's he, just li- you can tell he's just living his life, doing what he needs to do to get about the day. And yeah. she's like making him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But she started winning trips and shit and they started sending her to conferences. So then he was like, OK, like I'll lean in a little bit harder because he's that's what I would do, too. Yeah. He'd be I'd like, handle it exactly the same I'd be way. like, oh, yay! I'll be in your fucking videos. Take me to Punta Cana. Like <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I would totally do. If Travis was like, hey, can you do this? I'd be like, fuck yeah. Well, you won't let me sell your feet pics, but you'll do a video with my fiance for, yes. for vitamins. Oh Whatever. You all know you heard it first. She's got a favorite. So <laughs> <laughs> on social media, Shanann posted a video that said they were having more fun now than they've ever had. Like in the two years that she was doing that than opposed to all their marriage before that, which is kind of sad. They were picture perfect on social media, and she would openly post about her daughter's health issues, though. And, of course, with that comes expensive bills. 
by May of 2018, Shanann made a Facebook announcement that she was pregnant with her third child with a video online of her telling Chris. And have you seen it? I saw it in the thingy, but I... Like yeah. just the clip where yeah. she's like wearing the oops, I did it again shirt yeah. or whatever. And he kind of looks at it. And then hindsight, if you look at it, it's like, well, I guess when you want to, it happens. But he doesn't. He kind of smiles, but... he He's not enthusiastic. No. I would definitely say he was not enthusiastic. Dude. Why would you be though? Like, unless you're like fucking baby crazy. Like yeah. they have... They have two kids under four, and now you're pregnant like again. Like, it was intentional, but everything stacked up against them, you can tell it was not intentional. Yeah. They were not like, we need to add another child right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. But I think it was because he was thinking about someone else who was 30-year-old Nicole Kessinger, who worked in the office at his job. What year was this? That was 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. They got, Nicole and Chris got close super quick, and he didn't tell her he was married. No, he sure didn't. He did not. Well, actually, he did. Eventually, he, yeah. He did oh, eventually. I was like, I don't know. From what I read, he like he was open that he was still married, but that he yeah. was divorced, and he was or he was going through a divorce, and then he finally said he it was did, finalized. He well, he didn't. He told her later after the fact because he wasn't wearing a wedding ring, and he said she was like, "Oh, you didn't have a ring on." When he did eventually tell her, and it's because he said it was getting resized because he lost all that weight, which Shanann actually used and said it was because of Thrive. Anyway. He said that it was, when he did eventually tell her, he said it was a separate bedroom situation and they were on the the outskirts. Nicole and Chris started meeting outside of work. And then, of course, he started becoming more distant at home and wanting to be at work more, quote unquote. He even missed her first sonogram appointment. Wow. Shanann had planned a six-week trip in the middle of all this back to North Carolina to visit both families with the girls who were three and four now. So perfect timing for him to pretend that. He doesn't have a family at what? home. Happy family. I cannot fathom what it's like to to not have a job. I have worked since I was like 14. The mm-hmm. longest I've ever taken off was whenever I moved back here and I had one I was off for one month trying to find a new job. Mm-hmm. Just to be like I'm just going to go travel for 6 weeks. Like what kind of state could your marriage even be in that you're like I'm going to leave for 6 weeks yeah he had planned to come at the very end and he couldn't go because of work and she because of fucking another bench right i'm sure he wasn't trying to even take any oh 100 but he even on that time she used it to be like to recruit because she's like look what i can do because i sell this i can go to travel for six weeks with my family so she kind of spun it and used it to make money too Mm, good call chris told nicole that he buried all of his resentments towards shanann about her like appearances, their finances, and all that. So he secretly resented her, but he just buried it down. And then finally, he opened up to his girlfriend, quote unquote, at the time. Wow, I I don't know how he wouldn't. Yeah. I don't like she was the one in charge of the finances, and it was his money, and she literally pissed on it. Like, yeah. of course, who wouldn't resent that? Yeah. And so Nicole and Chris kept dating this whole time while the whole, the rest of the family was in North Carolina. He would Facetime and act like nothing was wrong. But towards the end of the trip. When he was supposed to go out there and meet them, he started missing texts and calls from her, which pissed her off. On July 31st, he actually flew out to North Carolina to meet him. A few days later, they got into it because obviously he's acting different when he got out there. Like yeah. she knew something was wrong. I'm going to hop in real quick. Yeah. So according to the Denver Post, Chris sees Kessinger about four or five times a week. And they start that physical relationship in early July like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He tells her that he's almost divorced. Later that month, while Shanann and, and the girls are out of town in North Carolina, he tells her that it's final. 
He did? Yes. <gasps> so the insider also reports that Kessinger goes to Chris's home for the first yeah. time on July 4th, and they have their first phone call on record which is July 7th. They also go on a date to Shelby American Collection Car Museum on July 14th and spend the night at Grand or excuse me at Great Sand Dunes National Park on July 28th all while his family is away. Now on July 30th, which is the day before he goes to meet his family, he gives her a love note. He gave one to her? Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. Now, on August 4th of 2018, just so you know, she starts shopping for wedding dresses online. No way. Mm-hmm. I didn't... Oh, fuck. Yep. Wow. Her well, cell data shows it. She... That... She looks for two hours That's looking insane. for dresses. Wow. She... While they were on the overnight trip, he didn't answer any of Shanann's calls or texts. Yep. And that's and so obvious. She, that is so obvious. Yeah. Oh my God. And then he just said, I'm sorry, I do miss you. And she started calling him out, but she's like, we'll just wait and see. So anyway, they got into it while they were out there. And then August 6th, Chris told her he wasn't sure he wanted to have another baby. She's already pregnant. I'm going to take this microphone and beat it up against this table. That's she unbelievable. She was already pregnant. She Beyond termination. Not weeks. that she would. I'm she was sure like probably 14 weeks or so at this yeah. point. Eight years into her marriage and she felt blindsided because she didn't. She told her friend like she didn't think there was a problem because he never. She didn't see it, but I don't know if she wanted to see it. Yeah. She eventually goes into like how she obviously emasculated him. You know, they weren't having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she knew a lot was going on. I think while she was gone, though. She obviously couldn't have thought that too much was going on because if I thought that my husband was having an affair, I would not then leave for six weeks to allow him to have a life without me Mm -mm. and obviously be with her. And like her while she's gone, he's not paying attention to her. It's so apparent. They weren't having sex. They weren't having sex for like five weeks at one point. Mm. And so it's like really apparent. Yeah. And then like what you said, she starts calling him out on that trip, but she is pregnant, hoping to come home and reconcile. Yeah. So when they went home two days later, she straight up was like, are you cheating on me? Yeah. And he obviously said no. And two days later, she went alone to find out that they were having a boy and they were going to name him Nico. She picked out the name Nico. No, baby Nico. This same day, Chris deleted his Facebook page. And how big of a kick in the dick would that be to Mrs. Facebook herself? She finds out she's having a boy and he deleted the entire thing. She texts him and was like, why did you do that? And he didn't respond to her. He happily responded when his dad, who is also his best friend, texted him. He said, liberated myself. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If Travis just, he number one, he doesn't have it. I don't even think he has it on his phone. Like, to be honest, like, he just feels Facebook. like it's a, yeah, or yeah. Instagram. He doesn't have either of them because he feels like he zones out to it and scrolls through too much and he's like so I got rid of I got rid of it on my phone so I'd have to log into it and consciously be aware of the time that I'm but if he just deleted it and I'm like oh my god I'm always on it I'm literally posting shit I need to tag you and stuff I want your followers to see my content and blah 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 yeah at this point she's in her defense she's making money from it yeah so I mean and that was part of her brand and it was the same day you know her ass announced that on Facebook there's no way she didn't she didn't breathe air without so and then all of a sudden she can't tag her husband the same day. And so Shanann left that weekend for a work training in Arizona. The second she left, he got a babysitter and took Nicole out to dinner. He told her, oh, I won tickets to a baseball game. So yep. I'm going to go to that. But Shanann saw a $60 credit card charge. She looked up the restaurant and the menu and realized that Like a private he investigator. Was, right, smart. 
Any woman would have, like, it's smart, don't get me wrong, but I just want everyone to know, like, any woman would have fucking done that. The Mm -hmm. second I thought my ex-husband was cheating, what did I do? Go through phone records. Mm -hmm. Go through phone records. Yeah. And she realized, like, okay, Chris is either paying for two people or he fucking ate 38 things. There's no way. The menu wasn't, like, that priced like that. She flew home, and after some delay, she finally landed in Denver on August 13th around 1 a.m. And her good friend and one of the sales reps, Nikki Atkinson, Dropped her off at 2 a.m., around 2 a.m. And the, the last, you see that ring doorbell footage, too. Yeah. So I'm going to hop in. So it was approximately 1.48 a.m. on August 13th that she returns from that trip that Nicole had dropped her off on. As you just said, it's so fucking eerie that you can see a pregnant little Shanann go in there with her little baby Nico in her belly. Over the weekend, as we mentioned, Chris had been home with their daughters, but Shannon had known so much was going on. There were so many suspect fucking things going on. There's records of it with her friends via text messages about the situation that's going on. Every single thing that was going on on if I could say going on one more time <laughs> was giving her all the vibes and the signs that yeah. he was cheating yeah and when someone's cheating it becomes apparent like people can act like and think that they're able to cover it up you can't cover it up and because your body is always responding to the vibrations around you your gut instinct is telling you if your gut's telling you that not your brain because you could be fucking a little psycho if your gut's telling you that's the same thing about walking down the street And getting that gut feeling that something's wrong, your body can warn you of danger. And I think that she knew what was going on. And the fact that they weren't having sex, they'd gone five weeks without having sex at that point. She had talked to her friends about the fact that he was not responding. He wasn't touching her. She, They weren't being around each other. So whenever they were around each other, he would just like go work out or he would just avoid all of that. And just like what you had said too, he wasn't responding to her, her text messages. They weren't having sex. He wasn't really reaching out during the day just to casually talk to her and yeah. he seemed 100% uninterested in and her. while she was gone too she said she told him like you never said I miss you she yeah. would always have to say I miss you and he's like oh I miss you so much and he's like I'm sorry that's my bad I miss you so much like he would respond please forgive she, me I, like his yeah. responses were completely uncaring yeah. and just trying to like make it through the interaction mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's just a make really it good through way the to put interaction. it and mm-hmm. it and it showed and yeah. it reflected yeah she and as you had mentioned too like he even says later on in the interview that he knew he fucked up whenever he had openly like taken her to a restaurant and used his own bank card because he knew that she was gonna see it and i think that was his moment of i'm gonna get caught and just say fuck it go get cash out (laughs) if you gotta do but even then if she if she's the one obviously she was kind of controlling as fuck i don't think he could have anyway and been like i want to get something at the baseball game for the kids or some you know i don't know it'd be a lot easier to i don't know it would take i would i I would never know if travis had a whole other family on the side because i just don't go through any of his shit (laughs) so if he could cover it up to my face like he's getting away with that travis right (laughs) so you we would mention too like we'd both talked about like not really having sex and she mentions a five-week dry spell which i think is brutal and super obvious because five weeks i don't know anyone's sex life i'm not trying to like bring up how often you do the poke and choke but (laughs) 
I am. <laughs> but what I am going to say is like five weeks is a long time. Like every oh. time you've said it, I've been so uncomfortable. Every single time I'm like, <gasps> like, no. that is like, it's one thing no. I can understand. A, I would say a week is a dry spell because you could be traveling. There could be things going on. Everyone's busy. Someone gets the flu. I'll give yeah. it seven days. Anything outside of seven days, it's kind of like raising a, a red yeah. flag. There needs, there's an intimacy issue. Sex isn't always about sex. It's an in, in, intimacy with a relationship. Yeah. But she even has points out to says like, like she, we get to talk, <laughs> we get to talk about this. She says at one point that when she takes a shower, that, that means that she wants to have sex. So at night, if she takes a shower, she's texting her best friend. I couldn't imagine texting you be like, I took a shower. That means I want to have sex. <laughs> And I'm not trying I would to be like, bitch, I think you'd be just take a fucking shower anyway. That's your signal. That, and she says it to her best friend. But, like he he knows that if I take a shower at night, that means I want to fuck. <laughs> and that threw me in itself. Like that threw me because it's like, that's funny. I mean, I guess if you're like, I'm a take a shower in the morning person. But I guess if, if it was like a long day and I'm like, I'm taking a shower before bed, babe. You're like, here I go. Walking to the shower. It's time <laughs> to hit the showers. You know what I'm saying? I'm showering. Wink, wink. Let's wink. get ready for the boom, boom. <laughs> I don't know. What are all your... T- I did don't... you Google weird ways to say fucking no, before this? You're I like, didn't. You're like, poke joke. And now you're like, you're about to do the boom, boom. I don't know. <laughs> I just... I love it. No, keep they're just They're coming. They're, they're coming at me. That's just what like she, she said if she took a shower. Yes. Except for for Everyone weeks. pay attention to that. All anyway. Right, back in, back in. She talks to her friend. She's like, even with it, like, sex is sex, unless he's getting it somewhere else. Like, she already knew. So anyway, let's hop on back. All right. Let's jump on the on the train and drive back to August 13th. Right. So later that day, Shanana and the girls are finally reported missing. I say finally. It's really not fucking long at all. She just has a crazy fucking best friend like I do. So <laughs> her friend reports her missing because she became concerned that she had missed one of her OBGYN appointments. Yeah. Which only her fucking best friend would know that she had an OBGYN appointment and, and, and failed to show up. She also wasn't responding to any of her text messages. They don't mention they don't mention any thing about her Facebook. I don't know if it's common for her at like 5 a.m. until noon to be on her Facebook. And sorry, in the pod, because I was curious about that. That's why I listened to the other episode, too. And they said that she could tell early because normally it was right off the bat. I'm sure. Oh, that's so much. Anyway, and I had sidebarred in there to talk about the whole fucking Facebook thing because I was just like, why do I hate for whatever reason, I have rage and I have annoyance to the way that she posts on social media. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Be like we have and we did five years ago have influencers. I get it when you're an influencer. If I follow you and you're an influencer, I understand it. I suck it up. If you're annoying, I mute you. It is what it is. Yeah. But her shit was just like fucking. I don't know. I'm sorry. Anyway, her best friend's on one. Her I love her. Smart. Her best friend is the reason for the season. Yeah. She's the reason everything happened. She's uh-huh. the reason he got caught. She is it. Like, go fucking one more again. Uh, Nicole Utoff Atkinson. Fucking praise be, you sweet little The one that dropped her off. Lady. Yeah. She's the one that did all this. So anyway, she misses another. After she misses a business meeting, Nicole's like, fuck this. She goes to her house yeah. at 12, 10 p.m. So this girl doesn't even make it to lunch. Yeah. She is not even picking up that salad to go. She is like, my friend is not responding. I am on my way. Here's a, none of us. We would do the same shit. A hundred percent. If it even took that long. No. If you got to work at 8 a.m and I did not show up yeah, by no. 8.30 if I did not respond to your text messages and my phone was just at home you'd be like fuck this 
Tracy, I'm going to Brooke, and Tracy would be like, yeah, you should. For one, I think it's cute that you think I'd wait till 8.30 because you get here at like 7.50. So Yeah, but I could be like, uh, the but, dog got out and I had you, to, you know. the thing, We tell each other everything. You literally would be like, the dog's out. Like, no, but you'd wait until at least say 30 because yeah. when the dog gets out, I'm stuck chasing him. Like you'd still, you'd give it 30 minutes. I like to think, yeah. uh, especially when my kid, my phone is saying I'm at home, you know, yeah. you'd give it a little bit of time because you have my location. But yeah. anyway, so uh, she goes to the house, knocks on the doorbell, knocks on the doorbell. That makes no sense. Rings the doorbell, <laughs> knocks on the door, goes unanswered. Yeah. Then she decides to call Chris and he's at work. And then she not only she calls Chris and then she calls the police department. Bitch made wasted no time. Good for her. So the police officer arrived to do one of those welfare checks at like 1.40 p.m. So really great job on the police department. Took him an hour and a half for a welfare check. The girl wasn't missing for long. You know, normally they'd make them wait in the stories like that we six tell. Six days, six mm-hmm. days. They'd be like, well, wait until her body shows up and then we'll fucking look into it during the check chris gave the police officers uh permission of the house this is where you get that body cam footage this is what made us do the fucking story so juicy Oh, my God. So you walk in there. They discover the purse containing her keys, her kid's medicine. Her phone is located in the couch cushions in the family home, obviously, because we're at home. And her car with the kids' car seats are also in the garage. Her wedding ring is found on the bedside table. During the video footage, you can literally see him he's being pretty nonchalant, not thinking too much of it. He's like, but then he's also like, oh, this is her purse. That's so weird. He's and her sister, act. yeah, or her friend. Sorry, same thing. <laughs> her friend is like, oh my god, oh my god. Like she would never. Oh my god. Like she would never leave. Yeah. And she is freaking the fuck out. And it's so sad because you can yeah. see her heartbreaking. She's flipping her shit, and she knows something horrible happened. Like there's no way she would leave that or do any of that. Yeah, and the guy is, like, not freaked out. He hops out. He's like, hey, yeah, it's fine. Travis would jump out of the car and be like, where the fuck is she? What do you mean she's not here? Where are the kids? Like, he never breaks down. He never cries. He's not worried. There's no concern. He has no level of concern. And he got out of the car, and he stopped and asked, like, introduced himself to the cops. And, like, he's all flittery in there. and pleasantries. Yeah. Well, then you can see them that one of the cameras picks up him going to the garage. The second that happens, so he takes his truck, he backs it up to the garage. You can't see dead body or anything like that. Nothing like that. But you see him freak the fuck out. Now he has to explain the, like, what the he was doing stuff from the... in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because she got home at, at two or not, I guess not really, but still dark out type yeah. of situation. Like why and what was happening there? The FBI and the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, they joined the investigation the very next day. I get, don't know if it was a slow season or what. That. I don't know what the fuck. I yeah. think it's because it was two young girls, her kids and the, yeah. you know, yeah. and she was pregnant. Yeah. He initially told police that he had no idea where his family might be and that he had not seen his wife since 5.15 a.m. the previous day whenever he left for work. Once more, does not seem fucking concerned. He also gives in- interviews to the Denver stations at his house outside in like basketball shorts and a t-shirt, not looking like he fucking cares and he's like pleading for the return of his wife and daughters when you look at that video you can just tell that he is not it's very cold and rehearsed a little bit i don't you can tell he's trying to say what you think he should just a a sad upset father and husband would say but none of it's reaching his eyes it's not 
You got them dead fish eyes. Yes, it's just not working. Mm -hmm. Everyone's all up in arms. The news is all like fanatical about it. They bring in Chris to do a polygraph pretty early. So on August 15th, Mm -hmm. this is only day three, right? So she's gone on the 13th, 14th, 15th. Not long at all. 72 fucking hours. He's brought in this banging ass fucking agent, Tammy Lee. Bitch, you rock. I loved you in the video. Praise your name. She is amazing. I love her because she's just so unreal. I love her so much because she literally starts the interview by saying that at that moment, only one person in the room knows the truth. But the cool thing was that at the end of the test, two of them are going to (gasps) know. She also, I think, I truly think she knew he did it before she interviewed him. Yeah. Because not only did she say that, but she literally talks about the fact she, she goes... Not quoting because I'm just fucking remembering it, but she's like, You'd be so stupid to be here right now. Like, truly, you would be so dumb to be here right now because at the end of the day, I'm going to know if you lied. Like, in this moment, I'm going to know whether or not you had something to do with the disappearance. (laughs) So, you'd be an idiot to come in here and and say, Yeah, you do it. She fucked with him real hard and real hard. Good for her. Oh my God, I love it. She has to tell him, like, while he's doing it, that he's like, not really breathing and she's like you have got to take a deep breath because your numbers are off the charts so then I looked a little bit deeper onto like the whole his polygraph test Mm -hmm. he scored shockingly low he didn't just fail he like plummeted the normal score to indicate that someone is lying is around a negative four Uh that is a general if you ask me did you eat that rice krispie treat and I'm like no probably a negative four he scored a negative 18. Oh, Jesus. Hmm. If someone scores two or higher, they're probably telling the truth. Now, it's not enough to like stand up in court or convict anyone, but it's often enough to break people down and get them to tell the truth. Yeah. And that's exactly what fucking happened with Chris. So after he fails the lie detector test, he requests that his dad come in because obviously they're like, dude, you lied. Like you lied. You lied. You know, you lied. We know you lied. Everyone knows you lied. We're not really going to let you get out of this until you know that you lied. Yeah. The, the investigator, though, he says, well, did Shanann do something? And he put that idea. And I think that was intriguing. I, I am sure that the investigator did this on purpose, but he put the idea in his head mm-hmm. because I know that they know that he killed her. Yeah. Because they also knew about the affair and they were really trying to like pinpoint and hone in on this affair. Mm-hmm. Because at some point when that little when the girls go missing and the mom goes missing, Kessinger, his lover. Nicole, yeah. Yeah. Nicole is is starting to feel a certain way about it. She sees it. She gets uncomfortable. She ends up Googling if everyone hated Amber Frey. (gasps) Amber Frey is the woman that Scott Peterson had an affair with. So she, once she, she starts to be like, oh, fucking shit. Yeah. Fucking shit. She was just looking up wedding dresses. And then all of a sudden she has to look up past people that were in love triangles. Yes. Because wow. she was afraid to come forward, but she knew she had to come forward. So she comes forward and wanna, she's like, it up. is time. And she's gorgeous, super fit. I really liked her vibe. You yeah. can definitely tell that she had no idea what was going on. Well, she she wasn't involved was, in it. She thought it, he was just waiting and on a signature. He was super attractive. Yeah. yeah. And she just thought he was waiting on a signature. Yeah. And they were probably just like living in the same house to cope with like the children. Tom Cruise. What's her name? Katie. Not Katie Kirk. No. Was Katie like, Holmes. Oh. When they slept in twin beds and he said it on Ellen. Anyway, keep going. Oh, I, yeah, but that's when they were together. Anyway. Yeah. 
as he's talking through this, they obviously are talking about the fact that she had an affair or that he had an affair and that they know about that. And he goes, can I have my dad come in? By the way, that actual interview lasted. That polygraph test was seven hours long. Seven hours. Seven hours. He is super adamant that he didn't hurt his daughters. He says that. They are. They don't obviously believe him. The dad comes in. His dad's like, so what's going on? Mm-hmm. His dad's already like so fucking uncomfortable because he's like, shit. Like, yeah. fuck. I could not imagine. Oh, my God. I could not imagine. So he's talking to him and he's like, Shanann did it. And he's like, what? And he's like, Shanann did it. Like this fucking soft, bro. He is whispering it and saying it super softly in a really fucking lame ass, stupid way. And he's like, Shanann was killing Cece and she was smothering him. And then I got mad and I choked her and I got rid of her body. Oh, my gosh. So then the the investigator and banging ass Tammy Lee. (laughs) They come back in there and Tammy's like, are you okay with us telling the the world the public that mm-hmm. Shanann killed their kids, killed your kids. And he goes, I didn't do it. And she goes, are you comfortable with me telling the public that Shanann murdered her daughters and like keeps pushing, yeah. pushing and driving this point home? Because it's like, that is not what fucking happened. You cannot say that. So yeah. they end up discussing where the bodies are. Right. So he he's going to keep saying he didn't do it, whatever, whatever. And yeah. that he disposed of the bodies. They end up doing that like a drone view of the location. Mm hmm. And, and kind of figure out a little bit more. So the girl's bodies were found in, excuse me, actually, he says whenever he, w- that after the fit of rage that he had, that he transported the bodies to a remote oil storage site leased by his employer, Anadarko Petroleum. And the bodies were found in that oil, the girl's bodies were found in the crude oil storage tanks while Shanann's was buried in a shallow grave nearby. Bella and Celeste's bodies had each been pushed through a hatch at the top of two different oil tanks with the lid being eight inches or 20 centimeters in diameter. According to the the medical examiner, Bella had scratches on her left butt from being shoved through the hole. That's so sad. A tuft of blonde hair was found on the edge of the hatches. So not only did he dispose of their bodies after killing his daughters that were under the age of four, That's my, he degraded their bodies yeah. and shoved them into small containers. Anyway, he was arrested that day, and he also was fired from his job in the same day. On August 21st, he's charged with three counts of first-degree murder, including an additional one count per child cited as death of a child child who had not yet attained 12 years of age, and the defendant was in a position of trust, being their fucking father, unlawful yeah. termination of a pregnancy, and three counts of tampering with a deceased human body. He was denied bail at his first court appearance. At a later later hearing, his bail was set at $5 million, with him being required to put down 15% to be released. The case had obviously been all over the media because yeah. of a family annihilation. It's called familicide. Mm-hmm. Did you know that many of these crimes actually occur in August, and it's because of school starting really Mm -hmm. they they say that they do it before uh, school starts so that it can delay detection and investigation i want to know how he even brought himself to like what the fuck is going through his head i'm gonna keep going because he actually says it so 
They also say it's super rare that Chris didn't kill himself. Like usually anyone that kills their family, they kill themselves. Family annihilators, because that's literally what it's called. Yeah. He's a family annihilator. It's terrible. They usually commit suicide after it. And he said that he had contemplated it, but I don't really think that he did. So let's talk about what actually fucking happened. Because in <sighs> the Netflix uh, series, he nonchalantly... If you ask me, which you didn't, but it's our fucking podcast. <laughs> he explains it in his interview, like really matter of fact. Yeah, he does. So she gets home late. Apparently, she like rubs on him is kind of the way he literally words it. Yeah. And apparently they have sex, which blows me away. So he obviously was already fucking his mit- mistress that week. She comes home. It's 2 a.m. Her flight was delayed. Did she take a shower? I. <laughs> well, that's... That's what I'm saying. It's like out out of all the scenarios, I guess, in my mind, I'm like, that is not out of if you weren't fucking me at like freshly out the shower at 8 (laughs) p.m. on a Thursday, I'd be blown away that you want to do it after I traveled all fucking day to get back home. You got to wash that airport scum off. That's what I'm saying. And I'm exhausted and I'm pregnant. Like there's so much going on. But like anyway, I don't know. I guess I'm not I'm not thirsty enough. Maybe it was her Hail Mary like. Who knows? Who knows? So the next morning he wakes up and he's like, I just don't think this is going to work out. Oh, my God. I couldn't fucking imagine. So she obviously mentions, well, she's like, what about last night? Like, I knew something was going on. Like, is there someone else? Like, why the fuck are you fucking me? And then in the next morning, you're telling me like it's all over. And he goes, he fucking this. This is the part that makes me want to fucking take a piece of paper and give him tiny little cuts in between his toes. He fucking says, "Okay." If I hadn't met Nikki, do I think that I would have thought my marriage was bad? Probably not. He blames. Oh, God. If you ask me, he's blaming. He is blaming Nikki. He is blaming the fact that he met Nikki and fell for her. And if he hadn't fell for her, he wouldn't have killed his family. He doesn't want to accept any responsibility ever for any of them. Yeah, because he's a fucking piece of shit garbage man. Garbage. I forgot all of this shit because I I stopped reading and stopped watching so I could. Yeah. Tell me the rest of it. Well, here I am telling you the rest. So he says that he doesn't love her anymore. And she's like, get off me. And he grabs her by the throat and he starts to choke her. He says he thought he was going to do that. Like, okay, so he gets on top of her on the bed and he starts to choke her. He does not stop. He says that he had opportunity stop. He wonders why he didn't stop, that he had lost his mind. But then he also fucking says that it was like he had an idea that was already implanted in his head and that he was going to do it. What he had he had premeditated this he had already planned on killing her yeah and everything that we've talked about says that strangulation is very difficult and it's not like on tv where it's like one two three and then you're done like it takes a minute it takes you're killing someone from what we've learned doing this show like it takes a fucking minute yeah like like three three or four minutes pretty much not like two seconds like it is on tv well he says that she didn't fight back and i had so many questions on that so her face is down on the bed Whenever his daughter walks in now, whenever Shanann's dad talks about it, he's like, she was a fighter. There's no fucking way that she wouldn't have fought for her life for her daughters. And she was pregnant. Yeah. And there was no cuts or scratches on him, which means that she did not fight back. The dad believes that she was asleep. If she had to so that they didn't get in a fight. It wasn't an emotional conversation that he literally she was asleep in bed and he got on top of her from the back and he strangled her to death. At that point, his sweet little daughter walks in and she's like, well, sorry, it was Bella. It wasn't Cece. Bella, who's only four, walks in carrying her pink blanket Mm because he literally points that out. And she goes, what's wrong with mommy? 
and Shanann is on the bed face face down. He puts her in a white sheet, his wife, and wraps her up. He takes her downstairs and pulls up his truck. He puts her on the floor, her dead body right there on the floor of the cab of the truck, and then has his daughters get in the vehicle. (laughs) They're like, is mommy okay? And he's like, yeah, she'll be fine. The drive to that location, Heather, motherfucking Terry, was an hour. It was 45 minutes to an hour. He says, I thought the entire time. He he explains that he, he thought how all he wanted to do was be a dad. Like, all I wanted to do is be a dad and have my kids love me. But why am I doing this? Like, but I'm, and he, he he doesn't even say, but why am I doing this? He goes, the whole time I was driving there, I was like, I always wanted to be a dad. I love my kids, but never explains like, I can't believe I killed Shanann. I don't know. Like, I don't have to kill my daughters. I can just turn around. I can do none of that. Yeah. None of that. He, I, I also don't believe a fucking word he says. I don't either. I don't either. I don't believe his emotions and when he talks about them. Me either. Because he lies the whole fucking time. Agreed. So the daughters are sitting in the back and they're just kind of like sleeping on each other for the most part. Oh. Like they're being really quiet, just kind of sleeping, not really sure what's going on with mom because they're only four and like two, I think, or something. Three, yeah. Three and four, yeah, like yeah. super, super young, very confused. Yeah. Cece was first. And so he put a blanket, he put the blanket over her head and suffocated her. And Bella is like asking what happened to Cece. And then he grabs her and he does the same. And the last thing she says is, Daddy, no. This makes me want to cry. Then he hides their bodies, as we're aware of. And he calls the school saying that they are unenrolled and that they won't be coming back in August. He calls his realtor and puts his house on the market. And then he texts Nikki and talks about their future together. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't... Oh, God. Unbelievable. That he thought that he could get away with all of that. Like, in his mind, obviously, by those three actions. Yeah. Right? So he he killed them and hid their bodies. He calls the school saying that they're not going to come. Then he's he puts his house on the market. He's like, yeah. all right, I am set, and I can be with Nikki, and I'm just going to... Yeah. What deliriousness is going on with you on yeah. that? I'm so confused. And then on top of that, he never dealt with the school's. So they were kind of confused as to why he was calling and yeah. not Nikki because she kind of ran the, the show. Not Nikki. Sorry. Shanann. Shanann. Yeah. <laughs> Shanann. Shanann like ran the show. Yeah. So they were confused as to why she didn't call. Of course. Yeah. He ends up pleading guilty to the murders on November 6th. The death penalty is not even on the table. And that's really because Shanann's family was like, no one else should die. Like, we're done with oh, that. Man. They were supportive of his decision to accept the plea deal. On the on November 19th, he was sentenced, as I mentioned, I think, to five life sen- sentences, three consecutive and two concurrent. Without the possibility of parole, he received an additional 48 years for the unlawful termination of Shanann's pregnancy and 36 years for three charges of tampering with a deceased body. And his sentence began immediately. On December 3rd, he was moved out of that prison due to security concerns. On December 5th, he arrived at Dodge Correctional Institution, a maximum security prison in Wapen, Wisconsin, to continue with his life sentence. On November 18th of 2019, he was ordered to pay Shanann's parents $6 million. Now, obviously, it's super unlikely that he'll ever pay them back, but the whole reason for it was so that he couldn't make any money off of the murders himself. Oh, good. I wondered why they yeah. would do that. They did it so that if he, if anything ever happened, they would always get all of his money from now until forever. His poor parents. Oh, and you can see, I think the worst part, or the worst part, the best part of what they did with the Netflix series is they show him in court. 
And it's just unbelievable what he did, the lives he took. Yeah. There's the judge was like, this is the worst thing I've ever, I've tried thousands of cases and this is the worst case I've ever tried. Like you are the worst human being. If you wanted to start a new life with your lover, why did you not just get a divorce? Yeah, they like that clip that they showed of him doing the presentation about relationships yes. somewhere. And he was talking about when they fall apart and all this yes. stuff, like going into detail. I'm like, you're literally saying you could just uh, break up, break the fuck up. Yeah. And then, man, I feel so bad for uh, her parents, too, because they love them grandkids. Oh, my God. And his bro- her brother. Yeah. All of them. It's it's just the so whole sad. The fucking thing is sad. So I know this case wasn't necessarily about domestic violence prior to his choice to kill them, but it's still always a concern. If you're worried about an ex or a partner, please contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can also text START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah. What a bummer bear. I went I watched the the documentary and I I wrote my stuff and I had come home and I was and I just told Travis, I was like, Thank you so much for being so great and he's like, Nothing like having your fiance who uh does true crime podcasts to be happy that I haven't killed you. I'm like <laughs> Well we shit. set the bar high. We really do. We're yeah, like, yeah. just please don't murder us or make it really apparent that you're fucking other people. Like all these things. <laughs> this guy is so terrible. Yeah. They do kind of imply that he lost weight. They showed um, him for her, like for Nikki. They kind of like imply that Nikki had something in it. Like, oh, really? Yeah. In the interview, they're like, wow, you look great. You know, we know that you lost some weight. And he's like, yeah, about 40 pounds or something like that. And the guy was like, yeah, you look awesome. And he's like, usually, you know, when when somebody loses weight like that, it's because of someone else, another woman. And he was like, no, that's not it. Yeah, he lost it. He lost some of it when they first got. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that was it. He, he said he got his ring resized. I mean. It's rare that you hear about a guy getting his ring resized. So, you know, you usually hear about females. I guess I don't talk to a lot of dudes about their wedding rings. I know. I was like, I don't really know that that's like a statistic, but I hear you. I don't, I'm just out of personal experience. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anyone who's gotten their ring resized. So yeah. I am just going to sit over here in my ignorant phase of that. But yeah, you're to- <laughs> I mean, usually if if one of them's on a journey trying to get all sexy like, it's likely they want to be naked in front of somebody else. <laughs> Sucks to suck, man. Well, fuck Chris Watts. Fuck you, Chris Watts. You're I a piece that. of fucking shit. I hope he got all sexy for some big six foot eight male named with a huge, Rico. Yeah. With they a just call big him the cock. hammer. No, they yeah. call him the hammer. Like that dude uh, that was in the all attorney. the memes. That was the attorney. Anyway. <laughs> the hammer, the attorney. Anyway, I don't yes. want to get in trouble. You can't say attorney's names on anything anymore. But anyway. Yeah, fuck you, Chris Watts. That's the end of our podcast. No, uh, thank you guys so much. Like, listen, rate, subscribe. Yes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We love you. We love you. So much. Okay, bye. Bye. Theodore, can I put that down?